So what do you think about the soundtrack? Ow. <laughs> My soundtrack is I... Gustav Holst, The Planets, Mars Bringer of War. <laughs> I wish we did image thumbnails for all of our episodes and I had your <laughs> facial expression when I said that. Welcome to Pick Up Your Sticks, where we talk about why gaming matters with your hosts, Walker Neer and Brett Lindley. I'm Walker, and this week we chat about Terraforming Mars, which is a board game first and is also now available as a PC game. If you'd like to support Pick Up Your Sticks, you can always buy us a cup of coffee at our Ko-Fi page, which is K-O-F-I slash P-U-I-S pod. As always, I'm joined by my illustrious co-host, Brett Lindley. How you doing, Brett? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. I like I like illustrious. That's you felt good, good with that one. Yeah, I feel I, I appreciate that one. There's been a little contention recently with them. A little bit, yeah. We're back yeah. to illustrious, though. I think you've used that one before. So oh, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that one. I'm, yeah, you know what I'm going to do now? Spreadsheet. <laughs> Just checkbox. That's the, right. <laughs> we're, when you start learning another language, to compliment me. <laughs> Out they of might spite. not always be compliments. Out they of might spite. not always be compliments. Oh, I know. I'm, I'll have yeah. to be watching you on that yeah. one. In English, even. I might uh-huh. just start. Right. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, just <laughs> <laughs> start dunking on me. Hey. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> anyway, so, as always, we'll ask, what's got you picking up your tiles? Mm. Uh, Ooh. I, I mean, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all right i'll let what are you play it <laughs> <laughs> oh what are you been doing um, um terraforming mars we we talked about it in a little bit in the gamers ranch episode oh right and uh and and a discussion on single player board games um i got to play it a lot more and then uh i had seen that or like heard that it was available on pc but it also very recently was available for free on epic yeah um it's also and... for sale on steam normally and yes. probably epic too I... yeah i think they're migrating it to because because not everything that is available on steam is available on epic yet which i find just absolutely hilarious <laughs> right <laughs> um, and then meanwhile total segue immediately yeah. bethesda is collapsing their launcher in store and just migrating it all to steam we're actually seeing it consolidation of i don't want to run my own launcher anymore right like, said microsoft cool. yeah actually technically anyway <laughs> give us your 30 percent cut <laughs> <laughs> walk this way through the steam launcher line <laughs> uh yeah so you but you primarily have played it as a board game correct and that's its original form mm-hmm. yeah it started out as a as a board game and then they pretty much just ported it. It's like straight to PC, including like the expansion packs that are available for PC are ports of the expansion packs that are available for the board game. Yeah. Like it is a straight up, just almost exact rendition. I mean, I don't know. That's true. I mean, chess, I mean, there's battle chess, but largely most chess that's played on a PC is just identical. Yeah, but chess is like a bajillion years old. Okay. Monopoly. Right, fine fine i, I mean, mean this is like you know within the same decade <laughs> right right yeah that's oh you're certainly right i just mean that like there's a precedent for board games being turned digital oh and basically yes, still yes. remaining in their original like the form, same that's fair. which is probably better because if they tried to like video game it it yes, probably ruins it, it. Work. unless they're 
happen to be brilliant. Or yeah, or unless you just go like kind of like a based on based on thing where like it's based on the board game, but it's just a completely different. It's everything I, is different. I think you brought this up. I don't think we've talked about it on the pod, but if we have, wouldn't be the first time. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but didn't you say that you played Risk on PC with your dad when you were a kid? Yes. Yeah. So that actually, I think, is an example where it's not identical to the board game. Correct. Or was it, but you just it saw animations. Is, I'm so there actually weren't animations. It was there were like not like battle animations. It was a very almost web browser flash version. Yeah, but didn't it Risk. show like a little horse guy running around like not no. good in it okay no I, we no, played, I played like a web that. version of risk okay so i because we didn't want to buy anything <laughs> i was gonna say i think i had a friend that had like an actual standalone bought it yeah, off we the didn't buy version it. we it. downloaded some third party somebody in their basement that wanted to make a quick app and I then see. released it for free. Yeah, I see. Okay, okay. Anyway, completely. Okay, <laughs> one last digressing question before I promise I'll stop. Are there any single-player board games that we know of, not Solitaire, that are intended to just play single-player? Because, like, Terraforming Mars is not exclusively single-player. It no, it's not. It can be. I'm sure that there... Well, that's a fair point, I guess. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure that there could be. I think that it's probably beneficial to have a board game that's not just saying, I mean, like, I don't know. You could argue a puzzle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, okay. I'm done. I'm done. Right. <laughs> so. Is uh, it a la- no. Okay. Now I'm done. No. Oh, I'm done. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and we're done. That's all for today. folks. No. <laughs> Walker can take the rest of this episode. <laughs> I even have no value. I have nothing. It's, I got nothing. I'm so stupid. <laughs> no, Please. no, no. Stop. It's uh no. So terraforming Mars, terraforming Mars. Either either way, I, there. I will actually bring up points that are different between the PC and the board game, and my thoughts on what you should get. Um, but I'll I'll save some of that for later, and I'll try to focus on just the kind of the method of the game. Uh, also to kind of. I preface this, I own the uh, Elysium and Helios expansion, which is just a a different, ga- a two-sided game board. So you end up with three different maps that you can play with, basically, the original and then the two-sided. Um, and then the Prelude expansion. And the Prelude expansion essentially adds a whole additional stage to the setup of the game. Okay. Um and and I really like Terraforming Mars because a lot of games the setup like getting all of the tokens out and passing everybody a color or something like that can be a really tedious part especially in more like complex board games where you've got a lot more things that have to be put on the board or rolled randomly or something has to happen and at first it almost feels like that's the case with terraforming Mars until you realize that actually setup is kind of the first third of gameplay mm. and has a major impact on what you do as a player for the rest of the game. Um, and I, once I realized that it, it went from this tedious, like, Oh God, it's going to take forever to set up the map to me being engaged and like I have actual important decisions that I have to to make right now and and figure out what I'm going to do. And so the setup starts where you know depending 
the prelude expansion includes more setup, so I'm going to include that. You get uh, like four of the prelude cards, and then you get two corporation cards and ten cards from the standard like play and draw pile. These form your options, basically. And then from those options, you can pick... Do you pick two of the prelude cards, one of the corporations, and you buy cards from the draw pile to build your starter hand with yeah. so those 10 cards that you're given are not you're not guaranteed to get all 10 of those you may get none of them but you like your starter your corporation and your prelude cards may give you a certain amount of cash and may give you certain abilities that are always on kind of abilities so depending on what your prelude cards are and what corporations you have available or what your starting hand is, you may have a really good starter hand that doesn't isn't good for either of your corporations. So you may just kind of pick the thing with the most money. Or you may have a corporation and prelude card that work incredibly well together and a kind of a garbage hand. So you've got to decide how many cards you're going to buy. And like you kind of have to plan your first couple to few turns because the first few turns of Terraforming Mars are a lot happens or can happen very quickly. But if you spend all of your money in the first couple of turns, it takes a while to ramp up any of the rest of the gameplay. Like the gameplay will slow way down and then speed back up again. So it's got this kind of cadence to it. So, I mean, the name is obviously somewhat implicit, but before we go too farther into the weeds, what is the objective of terraforming? That's Mars? fair. Like, I what are you trying completely. to do? You're trying to terraform Mars. No, yeah. <laughs> no I get that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean what's the game board look like right 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 my bad i did i did jump directly into no, I, I i'm very it. excited about this game i like it a lot <laughs> um it's uh so it's got a, a kind of a hexagonal grid map um with maybe i don't know 30 or so hexagons on it it's not like a battle tech map or anything um and then it's got kind of a track around the outside uh with like zero to a hundred on it uh and then there are three main kind of stats that are on the outside of the board there's oxygen uh temperature and uh, ocean count I ocean think. count uh, yeah ocean count i always miss that one because it's like one little square um and then the game map itself has spots that are reserved spots so there's like named mountains like olympus mons there's the ganymede space colony there are there's nine ocean tiles, but I think there's like 12 spots that you can put ocean on um, that are kind of cir circled. And then a lot of the tiles on the board have little um, tokens kind of printed on the tile, like the on the hexagon, that you will earn whenever you play a tile there. Um, the types of tiles that you can play are, for the most part, ocean, city, and forest. And then there are a handful of special tiles that go with special cards in the deck. But for the most part, you're trying to... Uh, basically, the game continues until all three of the terraform conditions are met. All nine oceans have to be played. The oxygen has to be like comfortably breathable. I think it's like 14%. And the temperature has to be comfortably livable, which is, I don't know, some degree in Celsius. It runs up to that. Once those three conditions are met, it ends at the end of whoever's turn it is that met those conditions. Um, or maybe everybody gets one more turn. I think everybody gets to end that generation. Yeah. And then, but it, it can go on 
for as long or as as you kind of have to hedge with the other players because there's not a lot of attacking other players. Right. It's a lot more diplomatic. It's almost like co-opetition. I would say, so just to to insert my own knowledge into it, I've not played the board game at all. I've played the PC version a very tiny amount. When I say tiny, literally I completed the tutorial and then played, you know, a little bit of a game and then had something else to do. And here we are now. Um, um, Oh, now I forgot where I was just going to jump in with that. Why I... mm, Just with kind of the co-opetition. Oh, yeah. It kind of made me think of like, Catan, like it's not Catan where you're like building roads and that kind of stuff, but like there's adjacency bonuses for tiles, for example. Like if yes. you build a city and it's surrounded by forest. So I was thinking, like, oh, if I was playing with other people, like if someone built like a circle of forest to put their own city in, like if it was my turn, I could put my city in there and steal that lucrative spot effectively. Right. And that would be kind of a competitive thing, but it seemed like that was maybe about as far as you could go into. Well, and even that is kind of hard to do. Yeah. Unless, cause you can only build next to your own tiles. So you have to like snake into somebody else's. There's some that you can play that have special placement rules, but for the most part, or if you can get a tile that allows you to place something off of, in the middle of nowhere now that one's yours and now you can build out right there. right but yeah i mean it's there's not there are a few cards that like reduce the resources of another player mm. but there's like of the 200 cards that are in just the starter box i think there's less there is definitely less than 10 that attack another player so really really small like half a percent of the number of cards or right. less right um but yeah it's much more about you know, trying to get as much done as quick as you can while also like maybe you don't even if you're the big oxygen producer, maybe you slow down for a little bit to eke out a few more victory points. Before so that you can have a lead before you win. Right. Or, before the or game. versus if you are in the lead, you may want to shut things down really quick. And right. You know, so. um, Yeah. And and. So. But yeah, so there's this kind of co-opetition aspect to everything and. It's, I, I don't know. It's kind of weird to not be in a direct conflict, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it is. It is. There's a scoring and there's a way to win. There's also like points for second places in various different things. And so like, there's like reason to not just try to screw over everyone basically. Right. But yeah, go ahead. Oh no. Well, yeah. So, so you've got, so the hexagons that are are printed with like mountain names or the little different icons, it's like plant looking icon or like a mm-hmm. pickaxe and that kind of stuff to denote different resources. Are those static each time or do those shift? No. So those are, that's why there's the expansion pack. That's the other game board. Okay. Okay. That's yeah. Cause it's just printed on the game board. Gotcha. Um, I, since I've only seen the digital version, that's not obvious like right. it would be <laughs> from looking at a physical <laughs> thing. <laughs> anyway, so please continue. Yeah, it, doesn't, it doesn't, you don't shuffle the board every time. Right. But I, I do kind of, well, and that's why I actually like having the additional map. Um, right. Because it gives some, it also, that adds another, I like that that adds another layer of setup or could if you want, where like you roll, a, you know, D6 divided by two to get a D3. And that determines what map you're going to play on. Or maybe you pick your corporation before you get to know what map you're going to play on. So you can't like 
right lean into any specific thing with whatever hand you have drawn or whatever so like i think that that's kind of neat it's similar to what you would get in a digital game honestly in in mm-hmm. some more variety of replay in the initial startup of the game right like the right. gameplay is the same every time but at least the map is a little, the startup conditions are a little different so yeah, when you were kind of talking about the different synergies between, you know, your civilization and, or not your civilization, your corporation, mm-hmm. um, and the the prelude cards or whatever, it kind of made me think a little bit of civilization, which is why yeah. that slipped in there, where it's like, well, if you're the Vikings, then you want to ideally find ocean or water of some kind to build next to, because... As quick as you can. Yeah, because yep. they're early, or they're really, their whole game strength of civilization is early game boats <laughs> right so yeah. <laughs> well no and it is so terraforming mars really is again something i probably should in the said in the intro there is that it's a 4x board game yeah it, it just is um it it's not you it's a 4x without troop movements that's about the only thing that you don't do does that make it like 3x then or something? yeah it's maybe it's 3x <laughs> <laughs> Now there's triple X jokes. Uh, go was, on. Uh, nope, I wasn't going to go there. I thought about it. <laughs> I can't help myself. <laughs> oh. But yeah, so you have... You're, you see, there's... I'm trying to count in my head real quick. There's like one, two, three, four, five, six different resources that you manage. Um. So yeah, there's like money uh, is just your, your cash. Um, and then there's like steel which can be used as two money each for certain cards that use steel. Titanium can be used as three money each for ti- cards that use that. Um, then there's plants, which can turn into forest. Uh, and then there's enter- power and heat. Um, and so your player card has all of these, like, you know, different resources on it. And the resources you use to do various different things with. and there's it, it seems kind of complex at first it, it, there's a it's not a giant learning wall but there's a there's a medium learning wall that you kind of have to hop up and over once you're in though it's actually not that difficult to run through yeah whenever i was trying it out on pc you know i, I completed the tutorial the, the tutorial which <laughs> i made harder on myself by not recognizing that there's like an okay button so it would tell me like you need to select the blah 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 card and i'm like great and i click it and then the ui won't go <laughs> and then i'm like what is happening and then there's just an okay button at the beneath that text that i have to click and then i can click the card which is fine i'm not complaining about the tutorial design um but anyway so it was just kind of a little jumbled going through it because i was fighting with that stuff right but it felt like something where and i think this is true of almost all i mean maybe just all all games you just have to do it a, for a little bit and know nothing yep. to begin to understand like, oh, this is how it falls together. And I don't even think that's just board games or video games. I mean, you couldn't be shown baseball even, right? and then just be like, I get it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I need you to watch one World Series game. Right. <laughs> and I, then I need you to explain to me all of the rules of baseball. Beyond that, imagine someone just explaining the rules of baseball via text and then just handing right. you a Right, and then say, here's a bat guy's going to throw like, a ball like, at you. So <laughs> get out there. Like, oh, my God, this is terrifying. Like, he's not yeah. supposed to hit you. No, no, no. But anyway. <laughs> it's true, though. It's true. Yeah. Like, right. people people that are like, are like, oh, I don't want to play this board game because the rules take too much to read. 
like yeah try to learn baseball that way right like god no <laughs> i mean maybe bowling. anything uh, yeah, yeah anything that's gonna that's gonna that's like challenging in any way just take some time so yeah that's all practice. of that to say i i think that it, i agree with your sentiment though that it, it seems like something even as someone who hasn't spent a lot of time with it that it wouldn't be that big of a learning curve simultaneously it's not tic-tac-toe yeah so. it's a lot of sho- it's a lot of early shock because again it seems like the setup of the game is like gonna take forever and it kind of mm-hmm. does but until you realize that that's just gameplay that's not just setup. It's not, right. you know, generating a seed in Minecraft and click and go. It's take it's like installing all of the mods into Minecraft. That's half the yeah. gameplay, right? <laughs> For me it For is. Some people. For some people that might be a larger part of the enjoyment of their Minecraft well, experience. I mean, you know, I, I, obviously this is not one to one and we're probably way too far in this rabbit hole of defining this, but <laughs> it's also, I mean, like in Civilization when you think of playing Civilization, you think of managing multiple cities and interacting mm-hmm. with all these different countries. But when you start playing civilization, you have one settler and you plant a right. city somewhere like, but that's important and will have mm-hmm. ramifications for a long time. So, well, and I think that, that some of that is a little similar. And I think it's also, like I said, there's this, there's this, it can play out where your first couple of turns are frantic, wild, and a lot of crazy stuff happens. And if you do go that hard your first couple of turns, you won't do anything for your next three. So I didn't understand how the money thing would work. So when I started the game, I just bought 10 cards because I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, I have 30 money, three cards, three coins a card. Great. And then it's like turn one. What do you want to do? And I'm like, end turn. (laughs) (laughs) No money to do anything with. I'm like, why did I buy all these cards that I can't play Uh because I'm broke? So yeah, the single player, the single player version, it's even worse. Like you almost should never buy a card. I thought that actually, I it's was like, basically I like about I like doing the other things. Mm-hmm. Most, of, <laughs> most of the, there are, unless, unless that card is either a cheaper version of one of the things that you can do. Yeah. <laughs> or you get some early game. Cause there are some, so there's some really cool mechanics that don't play out until you get into the cards, mm. which I do the, like that's where I feel like the game does a good job of not introducing you to everything at once. Right. By some of the, some of the rules are just hidden down there, and, yeah. but there is still a little, even just the base game, there's a little bit too much in the early phase and just understanding how turns work. Mm-hmm. That's where I was wrong. Both when I played it the first time multiplayer and like my first three games, single player as I played them completely wrong. So, yeah, well, and the turn thing is a little, I mean, I don't, I, it's not fair to say it's confusing. Cause again, I'm just brand new with it, but it's unique in that, like you've used the phrase or the word generations, which is what they mm. call the like larger. I think what we would normally understand as a turn where it's, yeah, like, it's kind of a, like time a advances, yeah. if you will. Um, but then within a generation, like you can take, actions and those get broken up but you can do a lot of actions in a single generation yes. so it's like you can have a lot of turns in a turn if you don't Correct. use different words to describe it well yeah and that's <laughs> that's where i got thrown off is because right. it says you could play one action two actions or pass right and then once everybody passes the turn the turn is over and then you move to the next generation and you do it again and i'm like well but I have I've have, I have like ten action cards that can play an action, so I get to pick two of these, and then that's it. 
and it's actually the and so I would get to like we were at like generation sixty. And we had just tons and tons of money and stuff, but couldn't really play any cards. And so we we're just like, if we could play more than two cards a turn, maybe this would be interesting. Like, I don't understand what's wrong. <laughs> right. But yeah, instead, it's like you can do one or two actions and then you can. Skip. And then somebody else has, gets to do yes. one. It's, it keeps it from being the magic, like the late game magic player. That's like, well, first I start my infinite mana. And then I play, pull 20 cards out of my deck, and I'm going to sort through these and figure out which 20 I'm going to play in the order that I play them in. Right. It's like, no, you play two, you get to do two things. You get to do two more later, but everybody gets to do two first. And then if everyone had passed and you had 10 cards, then you could. Yeah, then you could keep going. Over and over. Right. Because then it's just, well, here's my two, and okay, and here's my two. And so it kind of goes like that. But yeah, so in the single player, that's that's how that's how it works. It's just it's just you. Um, but yeah, like that was a big thing to play wrong for <laughs> three four games. Yeah, but I think understandable to to misunderstand because again, it's like a turn within a turn. Mm-hmm. And to their credit, they use other words to define it to help try and prevent that confusion. But when you're someone who's played games forever, you're like, yeah, generation, turn, whatever. I don't care. Yeah, it's all a turn. Yeah, I get it. Turn, round, turn, round. (laughs) No, no, no. Round is different from turn. Like, oh, come on. (laughs) What are you doing? You and your nuance. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah. So um, that that was once I understood that the, the rest of the game, there are rules and combos, like I said, that can come from the cards. Right. So like if you get early game like in the single player, especially a lot of them don't matter, but it depends on what you get kind of in that initial hand you could yeah. get. There are some combo things. So like all, in all of the nature cards, there's microbes, insects, and bug or, and animals mm. as additional, basically resources, but they only exist on the cards that they come with. Right. And so, but you can build, there are a lot of them. So there are some bacteria that like, once per turn, you can add a bacteria to any other card. And so... So I'm curious, in a board game, how do you? How are you literally tracking that? In the board game, it has... So I was going to wait for later for this, oh, but you sorry. asked. No, <laughs> it is literally my absolute favorite. I wanted to bring some to show, like, just you on camera, but it wouldn't right. do the <laughs> podcast any good. My favorite game token of all time. Um, metallic cubes. Okay. So there are itty bitty bronze metallic cubes that count for one of a thing. Ah. There are medium sized silver metallic cubes that are five of a thing. And there are big rounded corner gold metallic cubes that are 10 of a thing. So poker chip. Basically, but they're so adorable. There's a giant (laughs) bag of just like... 300 of these little suckers no i think that's actually uh i think that's actually really cool also because i was like in a lot of get like um uh, there's house on haunted hill that mm-hmm. game yep like in that you have stats and they're like on a little cardboard card and mm-hmm. i mean it's very simple it's not nearly the amount that you're tracking in this game no it's just still, little sliders but yeah it's sliders but that's easy to mess up right yes. and that's easy to like lose track of or get wrong and now that changes everything yeah, you bump or, it and it's like yeah yeah or i've played other games where you're like you literally it gives you like a dry erase board and a marker right and you're like writing stuff constantly and yeah it's it's a dry erase so it's easy to to you know change 
but still, it just feels tedious and sloppy. The metallic cube seems like it would feel a lot. I don't know, just a lot better. It as feels a better. There are. I do want to get. There are some third party people that have made better because there's a, their player card has all the resources on it, and it's just a piece of cardboard, right? So like, if you bump the table, all your research because if you could have, especially late game, you have cubes all over this card, mm-hmm. and and it can you know a table bump can ruin a lot of things, but um they make versions like just like a little plexiglass or acrylic like glue on cover that just adds a lip around all of the things and that right. makes it way easier yeah um and then there are also translucent cubes of the player colors ah. and those go on the board to identify what what tiles you've placed down and they also you can read through them because you can see through them uh the production level so you have resources that just i have 10 plants right but you can also have production of that resource and so you can have four production of plants means that every generation you get four plants on your in your plant card so you need a little see-through cube to see what you know how much you're producing yep um but yeah it is by far well and it's just it's fun because there's a little bit of monopoly money to it where, you know, like, oh, well, I've got, like, I'm going to trade in four of these or five bronzes for a silver. And, like, you know, mm-hmm. but it's also really easily readable. There's not that much math because you're not getting into hundreds of a resource. Right. Yeah. There's no hotel on Broadway. Yeah, exactly. So you're generally dealing with, you know, 10 or less. Most of the time, your money is your big one. Every turn you get, like, 30 money in. You're like, woo rich like three gold cubes like Mm -hmm. they just feel good they're shiny metallic colors so they're not like so many board games you just get the flat matte red like spray paint red blue green yellow black you know right right wood tokens and meeples and this is like shiny like i want them i want them in like zinc Mm -hmm. i want them to be heavy because it it's an it it just makes the feel of the game correct yeah, like, it adds a huge touch to the game that I did not think it would in yeah. the sense of like, it feels like ships dropping down tons of ore, you mm-hmm. know, like in in cube format. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. So have you since, uh, you know, I know we kind of opened this as talking about it as a single player board game. Have you played it with anyone else since you understood it? No, okay. uh came very close once um and uh, had i mean somebody... you've had it for like two weeks it's not like yeah like i did have somebody here you've been in the desert right, searching no. for a partner to well, play so <laughs> somebody so so the wife watched me play a few rounds of a single player game because she was like i will probably understand it better yeah if if i just watch you for a little bit and she did she's like oh okay i get this game like we could play whatever um and then we just haven't played since like it's yeah. it's, it's sitting out and ready but it's not <laughs> You know, <laughs> we've do been you, doing other things. Do you do suggestive looks to it once in a while? Sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> table, like, you know. Boy, What's that's still that open there. Oh, oh, hey. Oh. oh, that's just still open, isn't it? <laughs> sure. Hope the cats don't try to sleep in that box. Wow. No, <laughs> no. Actually, we got a, a another magic one of those magic puzzles. I know I, the listeners don't know, but you might yeah. know the magic puzzle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we did talk about it on the podcast. Anyway, I think we, we did, opened yeah. the second one of those. So nice. that's been the other thing. Right. Um, but yeah, so I have not played it since understanding it. And I almost hoped that 
the digital version might be some of where I could do that. I mean, probably so. Uh, I mean, I, I think you can create just a, a, well, you can certainly create a local game. You can play online. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that's, that's certainly feasible. I don't know that I like the digital version though. You don't have your cubes. It, one, it is just numbers. What if you put the cubes on your mouse pad and, <laughs> And, and rattle still, them around some. Yeah, and then you still have that fun. You Actually, know? there's a. Th- this is the one time that I've ever seen this happen, uh, except maybe with Battle Chess in the early '90s. Uh, the digital version plays slower. <laughs> How so? Because it forces like a wait time, and. Like, there's just, like, in the way some of the, like, the animations come up, they're really long animations, the turns have a wait time. Like, when you draw cards or a card, like, if you play something that just says you get to draw two cards immediately, there's, like, just a delay. And then it's, like, one shink, one shink, and then it's another delay before you can like I've clicked on the hands like you can't click on the hand until it just like refreshes the screen or something I don't know yeah and like in in the board game version it's just like all right one two pass those over to him okay that's done it's a second you know right right and I think in some ways like the the end of the generation when all of your money in production happen at once that's faster because Right. You don't have to count anything or pass cubes around. Right. Um, but it's also like the on the board, there's just the outside track that shows you what, you know, where your points are and your victory points and everything. So you can see all four, all of the players and the digital version. You just have a number like I did not know how much money I was going to be making next turn. And I couldn't do that math while I was waiting like on my turn. Right. Like right. I wasn't able to plan ahead for like knowing what I was, how far along I was. Right. Um, and well, and it just, no, go ahead. Well, I was going to say also like there is an element to, um, I don't even remember. I can't remember what play it was, but there was something that I drew and I'm playing the single player version of it or whatever, of course on the computer. But um, there was something that happened where I was like, that's interesting because if it was the physical version everyone at the table can just look at that card and like, right. Even if I play a card, then I'm like doing stuff, whatever my next action is or something. Other people during that same window of time mm-hmm. could be looking at the card that I played to understand it better or whatever. Right. And in the digital version, they don't have that. There's none of that. Yeah. Right. So, well, and there's different... on cards that you can pick. So I had, I started building a microbe combo. Mm. So one of the cards as an action, you can either put, one microbe on this card or remove two microbes to increase oxygen in one step. And then another card that was, you can put a microbe on any other card, right? So you want to like start boosting or no, it's like you can add one plant or two microbes to another card. So then in the beginning, it's just that card once every two turns, it gets an oxygen. But then when the other cards in play now, every turn it can get an oxygen because something else is feeding it. Right. Right. That combo in the board game version is literally I just point at the one card and say this adds two to that. I immediately remove two from that and put oxygen in play. 
right? Right. I'm not going to move tokens. I'm not going to put them on and then take them off. But in the board game or the digital version, you have to click the card or click the actions menu to open up all the cards that you have that you can play actions on. Select the one that you want to play, activate it. And then it hasn't its option. So you pick the option. You pick which card to put the tokens on. There's only one card putting them there. And then that action resolves. That menu closes. It The computer calculates for a second to see if that's your second action for the turn or something, right? Right. And then you're able to play again. You have to click the action menu again. Click the new card. It gets two options. Are you putting a third microbe here to make your math dorky? Or are you going to just remove the two that are on it and get your oxygen? I want to remove the two. And then you wait on this to select play that. And it's just like it took... <laughs> Like 30 seconds every time I wanted to activate this two second two card combo. Right. And like, it's not a huge deal. Like, it's not like totally ball busting or anything. But it was after playing the board game, I was like, some things, probably the total game time was about the same. Cause like, and it also didn't have to pull out a board and set it up or anything. You know? Sure, like, sure. Yeah, I mean, I think it just depends on on um, the setting and what you're looking for. Like, given that it's a board game, you're probably only playing it with people that you know and are friends right. with. Um, so there's not really... Because what I was thinking is, like, the benefit of it slowing it down and, like, <laughs> it telling you whose turn it is and stuff is it... And, and making... And putting the things on the tile and then right. taking them back off... It makes it so it's real clear to everyone what's happening. What's happened, yeah. Versus like, and I, I mean, I've never been to New York City even, so this is just a TV show thing that I don't know if it's real or not. But it's like the chess hustler in the new, in like right. Central Park where they're like going so fast and all of a sudden they end like, up... Like, wait a minute, you up. moved that piece. Right, you just changed the board. And it's like, no, no, no. And it, like... But right. you're not going to run into that in right. this context because I can't just be like, yeah, this puts two on there and this takes two off and does that. And it's like, wait, does it? Can you do that? Let's go to Reddit. Yeah, let's go <laughs> and see if that's actually how that can. Right, work. right. Don't start playing for money. Then you might get into it. <laughs> but otherwise, you're probably good. <laughs> yeah, I don't well, think I'm so going to terraform I, Mars for money. <laughs> I guess my point is like, if you were going to want to play strangers, which I don't know what the online right. capacity of it is, then maybe that's a better way to do it you know obviously over the internet it has to be that but you get my point like no i i do and i think or if you're wanting to play a lot again but i think there's also just that there's something about a board game that i like the personableness of it right sure i like the appeal i like buddies and nachos and and, right you know it also has just been i don't know if it's just like me personally i've been on a fun space kick lately like Mm. so this just fit in i watched the rest of uh season the the last season or quote unquote last season of uh crap the amazon prime show that i also yes. think of right now <laughs> unbelievable i think we did a whole episode about it even we the expanse. did the expanse oh my god <laughs> yeah total digression but did you like that season no. i i again, did i did like i liked one of the i liked the space arc yeah because it I, wrapped up the space arc the space arc did, was done the first and i i realized this is a terraforming mars episode so i promise i'll be brief uh that show was awesome 
because it's called the expanse and that's what it constantly does in terms of its scope like mm-hmm. when you watch the first episode you think it might be like a a drama about some alcoholic cop on a space station right and very quickly it expands from that and that just continues to happen but so much of the show centers around this alien and yeah. i was so satisfied by the alien because it's not a humanoid it's yep. just some thing that's totally unique nothing like you know, almost beyond comprehension. And, and then that's only true for the first, I think three seasons and then four and five is just like, and now it's just basically game of Thrones in space. And it's Mm -hmm. like, I kind of really don't care though. I wanted to see the alien stuff. Right. Yes. (laughs) I wanted to keep going. I wanted to just, I want a movie or series where humanity is not the central character. Well, and it's where nobody, what it was about what happens to the humans. Well, I mean, again, I, I, they open the ring world thing and it's like, right. now we have access to a thousand different galaxies, but mm. we're going to s- focus on the micro war that's happening in the mm. earth in Mars. Nah. Galaxy. It's like, nah. no, no, <laughs> don't but do yeah, that it, anyway. <laughs> it, well, so like that's been, I've been, you know, watching that and there's been a few other, like, there's just been a lot of Mars in my life lately. And I feel like terraforming Mars just fit that bill really well. Cause it, it also kind of reminds me of like pandemic really, which is much mm. more actual cooperative game, um, but similar in style. And I just like terraforming Mars better. I like everything about it so yeah. much. Yeah, no, that's really cool. I think the, the idea of the single player board game. So I had never even heard of that as a premise uh, until which again, not like I'm the board game guy, but right. I mean, neither am I, <laughs> um, but I'd never even heard of that as a premise until I heard about the game Gloomhaven, Mm-hmm. which is like a four-player co-op thing but you can also play it single player and i was like i'd never even conceived of that I really i think that pandemic has a single player mode but yeah. i scoffed at it right like come on who does that like fast me, forward I do three that. years yeah <laughs> the guy that plays only single player computer games does that like... <laughs> i guess it's good that the rocket league single player mode is terrible yeah, it is. <laughs> it's just practice. I don't want to just practice. Right. That's a little too on the nose for what it is that I'm doing, so I can't do it. <laughs> right, right. So what do you think about the soundtrack? Ow. <laughs> My soundtrack is I... Gustav Holst, The Planets, Mars Bringer of War. <laughs> I wish we did image thumbnails for all of our episodes and i had your <laughs> facial expression when i said that for this episode we don't and it won't but just know audience it was it good would be worth it <laughs> i don't know that it was good i didn't see it, it so it was, well if you like disappointment it was <laughs> the cream of the rich. crop <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man i've been waiting for a while too because i was like you've oh, been holding be on fun. to that one <laughs> yeah i knew it would be fun i knew it would be fun um so i don't know i mean i don't know i i, I I don't know where else to go. I guess we've talked about the kind of the premise. We talked about what the setup looks like, what the gameplay looks like. Um, but yeah, I don't know. You're really excited about it. Is there There's what else? like half a dozen other expansions. Oh, really? It gets, it, it gets more because so so the the first time that I played it, I saw somebody that had like the Ultra Box. It's the gamer's mm. ranch, right? So like, I had to sort through and sift through all of the cards and extra game boards for all the expansions to like just sift out the base game, <laughs> right? And there's like a whole 
there's a whole additional like space colony one where you get like freighters and fighter jets to protect them and like like land resources down there's a whole political one where you've got like a senate that you basically bribe for i I guess i don't even know i could be totally wrong but it looks like a senate that you bribe and or manipulate to Mm. get them to pass laws that favor your type of terraforming and maybe go again restrict other people's like yeah we don't want you doing chopping down trees we need them trees like yeah that's fun that so that looks kind of cool like yeah, the mechanic that reminds me again of Civilization. It's interesting how many things it does have in common with. It's know. a 3X. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a triple X game, guys. Yeah. Um. <laughs> oh, no. No. <laughs> Yay. Um. <laughs> but yeah, in Civilization, at least, I think it's in five or maybe it's even in six. I can't remember which one I did it in, but in one of those, you have the like. Uh, like the city state countries and civilization now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And in one of those, I think it must've been five. I was able to, I played some faction that was able to like buy a ton of influence with them. Oh yeah. And so then you get a bunch of extra votes on the council ah, Senate world Congress. Yep, I think they yep, call yep. it. And yeah, same thing. And that's actually how I won a, a game of civilization was I was able to just buy and just brute force through policies that only favored my interests and then just won and i was like huh that was pretty cool um, <laughs> but yeah it was just because it was like a different way of getting to that same end point you know what exactly I mean? so yeah. that's neat that that's there and in, in terraform well, also so yeah the, one of the things that i kind of didn't talk about is the variety in the starter factions mm. uh there's probably i think the base game has like 17 or 20 oh, starter wow. corporations um and then prelude is another i don't know 30 or so and the prelude cards are big yeah like the prelude cards you get two of them and they're most of them are one-time bonuses um whereas corporations can have effects like the the plant corporation gets to buy forests for seven plants instead of eight and that's always active um I love that there's 20 because when I played, it gave me two to pick between because mm-hmm. that's what you said, how yep. the game works, which I didn't understand, of course, exactly what that was or how many right. are possible. And I just saw it and I was like, two? <laughs> kind of weak. Ah, whatever. I, who cares? It's just one or the other, right? Turns out right. one of 20 is what I picked. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and it's like, and the there are just like, the cards have a lot of information on them. And so that's part of that, like, learning curve of the game. But once you, like, it's just, a, it's not that much. And once you get what's going on and where cards stay on your side of the field and what's yeah. active versus, because your inactive cards that you play still benefit you, even though they aren't doing things. So they, because they all have attacks. In the upper right hand corner, there'll be like a science card, a building card, a space card, a Jupiter card, an Earth card. There's like 20 of them, right? Right. And so it may be a one time effect, but later on, you could have a card that like gives you two money for every science card that's been played on your side of the field. Mm. Or you can't play it unless you have three Earth cards. You can't play the like diplomatic Senate senators unless you have three Earth cards. And so they don't help you anymore, but they do build up again. It's kind of like what your corporation stands for. 
and mm. it gives you like a little bit of history of your because your corporation changes over time as you get richer and start producing on the planet right so you get this little his look at what you're what you started out as like we're the green thumb forest planters and by the end of the game you're like the we're the megalomaniac like chem plant producers like, <laughs> like we just dump chemicals into the ocean and i nuked a place over here like right right yeah yeah that's awesome that there's that level of variety um well and especially since the map is going to be static i mean mm. even if you have all three right then it's still eventually if you maps. played a lot you're going to kind of understand where the like not the there's some spots, prime there's some prime spots that's what i mean like you're gonna you're gonna understand where things are best what parts of the map are best suited for what things if nothing else so the having that variety of corporations and that you have to that you randomly only get to pick one of two yeah i think helps a lot to not and the it. starting hand like it's right. just there's so many layers to, to to starting up your corporation right that changes you could get the megalomaniac like city builders and a handful of perfect plant things. Well, and, and I, it's silly because it's such a specific example and who knows, but, and I know I've talked about this game other times when we've talked about board games, but the game of Thrones board game, right? Mm -hmm. So it's a game that by the standard way that you play is you play through 10 turns. And it actually is similar to this also where there's like rounds within each turn so 10 right. turns still takes hours <laughs> right <laughs> terraforming mars does not yeah correct, <laughs> it's, correct. it's a lot more succinct but um but anyway we had played for quite a while and me and my buddy that actually owned the game were after we'd played one night with the group we were playing with we came home and we were talking about just kind of some strategies with it and we realized that if you got to start as this one specific faction and you played these certain cards and the people who are neighboring you, if they don't know the action that they need to take to stop you, you can insta win because there's also an instant win condition. Ah. You could instant win within, I think, on either the second or the third turn. Oh, wow. <laughs> and it's again like, so if he or I were on that, got that faction, then the other one would just call it out and be like, Make sure whoever's over there does this so that yeah, just, don't worry about just in it. case, just in, yeah, in case right. he has this or this, it'll just prevent that. it. Yeah. But if, if you know what I mean, like if not, or if one of us didn't call that out, it's like right. now we're just playing, but people who don't know that don't, it's actually kind of not fun because it's like, right. well, now I just have a competitive advantage that unless you've sat and quote unquote theory crafted about this, you don't know. But it, I think that having that level, that amount of layers and the randomization that it enter, that it inserts into it helps prevent that it from does, happening. And there doesn't seem to be a lot of super combos. Right. Like, like a lot of the game is much more about building things up over time. Right. Like I said, like even if you dump your hand in the first turn or two by turn three or four you almost you you want to dump your hand as quick as possible you want to spend all of your money in your first couple turns because it's an it's an exponential gameplay game right so you want to get as many advantages early as you can that build up later it's like compound interest folks it really is, it really <laughs> is. i love it um but and so and so but then it does it slows way down right then you have half a dozen generations like in the single player game like i said 
every game of single player that I've played, I felt like I was going to lose until literally the last couple of turns. So in the single player version, at least on PC, uh, the uh, I had to have met all three of the conditions to, to mm-hmm. have successfully terraformed Mars within 14 generations. So is that true on the board game version that it's 14? Yes. And then beyond that, is there a limit in multiplayer? No. Okay. And then and then there's also in Prelude, you have 12 instead of 14. So and... in single player, it's almost trying to get you to min-max. Yes. In multiplayer, you're not required to quite as much well, because there's not a limit. Yeah, and the, so there's a couple of things. Um there's a secondary single player version in Prelude, um, which is just get to I think it's like sixty-five money production per turn mm. by whatever and like whatever turn you get there is like your your high score table kind of thing, I think is how that one runs. Or it's by generation twenty or something like that. Um and then there is in single player, you don't you want to min max, but you want to min max so hard that you don't care about victory points. Ah, and so you don't. Per, in fact, you can't. It says you you're not allowed to in the the board game version, and in the digital version, they're just not there. There's a lot of like awards and milestones that you can purchase that give you victory points if you're like the first person to place three oceans, or you have to like pay money for those. That all makes a lot more sense because, yeah, in the tutorial, it's teaching you how to play it with other people. Mm-hmm. And so, it, yeah, it talked about victory points. And then I got into the single player and I wasn't seeing them. And, but then I was also thinking, like, I guess there's not those because there's I'm not competing against victory someone. points is just the high scoreboard against yourself. Sure. But it's like I think the so the first game of the digital version that I played, uh, I ended up with negative three victory points on my cards, like on my table. You still get it for other things. But yeah, on the table, I had negative three victory points. <laughs> but so a different, because that's the other thing, though. If you're playing multiplayer, it doesn't really matter if you're the one that makes the gener- that, that finally completes it. You just want to have nope, the you don't have victory to, points. You don't have to make any, you can, that's the thing. There are ways to win in which you don't do any terraforming. Right. Like you could just build cities and capitalize off of resources and like and play cards that when other players do things, you just get stuff like when I anybody like else I want to play that way. Yeah, yeah, right. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> How about you all play the game and I just win? I don't want to have to do anything, though. I just want to laugh at you at the end. <laughs> exactly. That's okay. As long as no one will be too upset. <laughs> oh, so there's yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot more depth to it. Like, yeah, <laughs> just like this episode had a lot more depth than I thought it was going <laughs> to. There's layers. There's it's layers. Yeah. I had to make an MMO joke five minutes in. So, right. It's my fault. Um, yeah, I don't know. Anything else on terraforming Mars? I'm really trying like there is there's a an official hundred dollar box for the game. That is just a box and like 3D printed tiles. Oh. And the box holds all of the expansions and all of the content. Um, and I kind of want it. I'm a little <laughs> surprised actually that you haven't, because you have a 3D printer that's relatively yes. new. I'm surprised yes. you haven't dove into like 
I'm yeah, sure you, they exist. Well, you talked about like the plexiglass thing that you can mm-hmm. put on top of the, like, I'm surprised you haven't tried to print something. Like um, that. I, mean, I guess it's relatively a, new, but it's, yeah, it is. It is. And that's a little bit bigger than oh, okay. my print board. Plus like, the, the player cards are actually pretty decently sized. They're like five by eights. Oh, um, okay. Got you. And, I wasn't imagining that. Yeah. Size. And I would need like an acrylic thing. And I, if I had a laser cutter, then I'd be all along. Well, and honestly, what made me think of it is the only other uh, real life friend I have that has a 3D printer is uh, the reason he got it was to print Catan. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because, yeah. yeah, we have a mutual friend that prints yes. Catan. And then he was like, can you do that for me? And I was like, no, right. printer sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he bought one and was doing it. And I mean, A, he made it so that like the the mountains actually are like 3D mountains yeah. and stuff. Right. And that's cool. But the other thing he did was every tile has a little disc in it. So when you mm-hmm. put the actual board t- or whatever the shape is, whenever you put the board tile in, now if someone bumps the coffee table, the Catan board does not get scattered right. because everything's yep. more locked into place. So, yeah, I would like I would like to do something like that. I'm sure they exist on one of the image boards somewhere. You know, sure. probably had. It's not an it's not an unpopular game. It sold enough board games to make a video game viable. Right. That's not that's not like I mean, it's a video game, but it's there's no 3D animation. There's no, you know, right. Yeah. I mean, there's a little. Yeah. Yeah. There's some for like the special tiles do flare like the the nuke nukes the map. Oh, okay. Like the ocean tiles kind of whoosh into place. And there's it's decent. Yeah, it's not. And it's nothing fantastic it's not not like a a fully 3d rendered you know ocean appearing out of space or something well i mean even comparing it to like civilization i would say civilization is a lot more graphically correct satisfying um but it's still you know viable so i don't mean to hate on it for that no 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 it's such a good game that it's a video game that's just the board game it's just yeah (laughs) it doesn't need anything else on top right (laughs) so yeah i think uh i think that's that's most I, I I think it if I have to if I have to answer why why does terraforming Mars matter? Sure. I uh I it t- tiny metallic cubes. Right. <laughs> yeah, no. I fair. really do want them in metal. I I so badly want to find just there's somebody's got it like and it could be like brass or like tin something cheap you are know. the maker i am so i know i'm i don't want confused i don't because they're because i sold my forge <laughs> i was gonna say don't you do stuff with metal even yeah no I, have, I, I would have to report and then i would want them to be like actual copper silver and gold and the gold <laughs> ones would be way too expensive what? unless i made the micro and then it's oh, it's no. a whole thing it's a whole thing okay you're right you're right it's <laughs> the easier to buy them and spray paint them <laughs> yep. yep yeah you let someone else do that <laughs> i need i I need un unpitted metallic <laughs> dice <laughs> in various sizes. <laughs> but I had some colorful spray paint. No, it's a. I think it's a great game. I think it's introduced me to single player. I will, I don't mind. I may check out a uh, pandemic single player mode, and I'm a lot more interested in games that have single player available as an option now. Especially like we talked in the other episode to learn the rules with. Um. And I like Terraforming Mars as a co-opetition game. I think it's got a lot of levels of strategy to it without being, if you don't know the, it's a very obvious strategy, right? Like it, it right. unveils itself pretty simply 
and they're pretty simple ideas. And once you see it, you're like, oh, you get it while still not being the strategy that you play every single game. Well, and also maybe like because the way that you win is at least generally not by uh, hosing everyone else. Right. Right. Probably also people aren't super pissed like they are after a game of Monopoly. Right. Like the last time I played Monopoly, and it's not even like I did anything crazy, but I played Monopoly. I actually happened to win, which is a rare thing. And yeah, legitimately, everyone at the table was actually bad. <laughs> and I was like, I'm never playing this again. The yeah. stereotype is real. Like, you it are is. all angry. Yep. <laughs> but yep. it's because to win a Monopoly, it's only by being like, yeah, you're bankrupt, but uh, that's fine. Give yeah, the money. But to I, need, I need that. I need that. <laughs> I, I know you don't have anywhere to live. Right. Uh, but you still owe me $600. Right. And... I'm also going to need you to remain at this table until we're all done playing. Uh-huh. Even though you're done. Life is a lot the same way. I don't yeah. like playing the game of life with people. Yeah. Yeah, there's a game called... Um, it's called Cashflow... No, it's just called Cashflow. Mm-hmm. Um, it, so it's a game created by Robert Kiyosaki, who's the guy that wrote Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which is a pretty yeah. famous personal finance book. Um, anyway, and it's kind of a co-opetition thing, too, where it's like... You start out and you're trying to make different financial transaction deals, like buy a business, invest in stocks, do just do different things. And the goal is that you're trying to make it so that your passive income doubles your expenses. And then you get out of the rat race, as they call it. And then you go on to this final track where it plays a little more like life, kind of. Anyway, it's the same feeling, though, where it's like, to win that game, you don't really win by hosing everyone else because you're not like me doing a business deal doesn't force you into doing a bad right. one. But I, yeah, just, I just think it's hilarious that you literally li- leave the rat race track oh, yeah. to play the actual game. Like, to, oh my God. To be, which is not that unreal. Right. Also, <laughs> also, though, to be clear, it is a game made by a guy who wrote a book about money. Right. Who's, so it's all part it's of It's all trying to, yeah. Yeah. Right. It's all trying to sell you his stuff. So, uh, yes, it, there are some, no pun intended with Rat Ray's cheesy elements to it. Ooh. I said no pun intended. Yeah, you definitely intended it. No. Yes. Look <laughs> the look. Face. If we had, again, once again, if we had the thumbnail, the thumbnail for the intro segment would have been that one. That one right there. <laughs> The I'm saying no, but really my face tells the truth. Um, so real quickly, because I literally don't have anything to say other than it still is worth mentioning. Um, Vampire Survivors is still real. <laughs> and I don't know why. <laughs> the, this fever dream part of the podcast episode right. is brought yeah, to just, you by Vampire Survivors. I'm just smashing it in there. I don't have I don't know what updates they've done. I don't care it's three dollars and it shouldn't be fun and it's it is and it is it is it's good i'm not alone <laughs> it is right yeah continually popular um it's it's ridiculous that that game has the legs that it has for what it is but it really does so that's it rant over yep. vampire survivors <laughs> 
So that's all for our episode today. If you like this episode, consider buying us a coffee at our Ko-Fi page, which is ko-fi.com slash P-U-Y-S-Pod, or just tell a friend about us because word of mouth really does make a difference. All of the links and our social accounts are available down in the show notes. And if you want to hear more content from us, Walker hosts The Walk Show, which talks about the walk of life while interviewing various guests. 